I was, uh, I was in Jenny's office Monday or Tuesday, and she's got a, she has a plaque, is that a plaque or a whatever it is, on the wall, and we were talking, and when I seen it, it was like Holy Spirit said, take a picture of that, and that's what you're preaching on. I love it when he does that. So I want you to see what it said, if you guys can put it up for me. Faith does not make things easy. How many know that? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody thinks, well, you get saved and everything's great. The Bible doesn't say that. It says, in this world, you will have tribulation. But anyway, go back to that. Word of mine, word of mine. Faith does not make things easy. It makes them possible. Now, remember, the word them there doesn't mean you're believing for things. And we'll get into this. I like, it. I like it, it makes him possible. Because without him, there'll be none of them, 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 them things. See, when the faith movement started, which, you know, God moves in, in seasons, everybody started teaching that whatever you believe, you're going to get. So what that did by saying that that way is everybody thought that whatever I, I want a new Rolls Royce, I want a new Corvette, I want a new, so I'm going to repeat it, I'm going to repeat it, and I'm going to get it. He's not Santa Claus. Who we're supposed to be believing in, and I'm going to get into all this, is him. And see, what happens is your heart changes, and those things that you start desiring is him. And then if he puts a desire in your heart, the Bible says he will give that to you. But I want to look at it in another area today, in the area of faith. We all come from Adam. So we all, before we give our hearts to Jesus, lived in that Adam sin nature. But when Jesus came and he died and rose again, it took care of all that. But I don't think we have the faith, the understanding of faith to grab that. So faith, faith doesn't make it easy. But it does make it possible. Because without faith, you have nothing. Uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 in the New American Standard says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. What's that mean? Where does that go? See, faith is a fact. It's like I've got a blue Tesla. You can't convince me that I don't have a blue Tesla. I've got a little money in the bank. You can't convince me that I can't write a check for $25. I know that. See, this is what faith is supposed to be in our lives. You know what Christ did for you, and you know it's already been accomplished, and you know that all you have to do is believe that statement, and you will have it. The Bible tells us it will have it. But we've got to understand that faith, faith is not believing for something. It's believing that it's done. He said he died for you. He said that when he died for you, your sins are taken care of. You have been forgiven. That's not a, a, a thought. That's a fact. When it's not a fact, you won't believe it. 
I, I was taught as I grew up in church that it's, it, your works has something to do with this, that you've got to be a good boy. You've got, you've got to make sure you, you don't, you, don't you cuss. Don't you do the things you shouldn't be doing. Don't you go to movies on Sunday. I mean, I was taught that if you did those things, then, then maybe you won't make it to heaven. That is not a fact. The fact is, when I give my heart to Jesus, it was sealed according to the Holy Spirit. I was sealed by the Holy Spirit, and I will go to heaven. I may reap some of my consequences. I may reap some of that stuff that I shouldn't be doing. I will reap them. But that's not going to change my direction of where I'm going and who I am. Because, see, bottom line, you've got to understand who you are. You are in Christ. That means, like Monica's sitting in this seat, Monica can't get in that seat any more than she is. She can squirm and twist and turn, and she's in the seat. I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. That's a fact. That's faith. That's understanding faith better, knowing that he's got you. There is, it's no doubt that you've got there. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, whoever ask, whoever ask and believe will receive and have what they want. In faith, not in trying it out. How many's done that? Well, I'm going to try it and see if it works. That's like the Bible tells us that if you give, He's going to give back more than you can give away. I don't know anybody that's a giver that doesn't have. That's because that's a fact. One of those, the Bible says that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Now, see, I struggle with that one because I haven't got that locked-in faith. And I don't know of anybody here that does. But that's something we can have if we can believe, it's a fact. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. That's a fact. Well, the more I read it and the more I go over it and the more I'm around it, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more one day, someday, I'm believing that it's going to be a fact. Now, I know I'm healed after the fact that I'm dead. But it says for right now, I could go into a lot of different things. He meets every one of our needs. Well, he does. It's a fact. He takes care of us. It's a fact. My place is just standing in faith and waiting for the manifestation because I know I've got it. I can go home. I'm in my truck today, but I can go home and I've still got a blue car. That blue car is not going to turn green. That's a fact. It doesn't have a gas engine. It's electric. That's a fact. I have to plug it in or it won't run. That's a fact. Those are facts. Things in Christ are a fact when you read them with grace. Now, see, I used to read the Bible conditionally. If I was a good boy, it works. It works. You say, well, what if I, what if I sin? You're all going to sin. You, there's no way you can get born again, believe that Jesus died and rose again, and live the rest of your life perfect. It will not work. As a matter of fact, there's nobody here that's going to make it through the day without having a wrong thought, which is sin. That's why, that's why it tells us in Philippians to think only on those good things. That's what it says. Stay there 
and I won't get into that teaching because I teach it all the time, what you think is what you're going to be. Wherever, I don't care. I can go by the bank a million times and never rob it. But if I start thinking, you say, well, you wouldn't do that. If I kept thinking, I would. Because I would, I was, I'd case it out. I'd check it out. I'd, I'd find out their alarm system. I've got to be careful here. I may, somebody may take this out of context. <laughs> but, but I have to think about those areas. Now, it's not hard to sin because of our old nature. It's we've got to get out of that, that lifestyle, that habit of living in sin. We've got to catch those thoughts and quit thinking when you do. That's why grace is so important because when you recognize it's already done for you, all you've got to do is start adjusting those areas of your life into the word and pretty soon I don't think about going to stealing, robbing from the bank. Why? Because it's not a part of my life. I'm a new creature in Christ, it tells me in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Old things have passed away. See, Faith, go to Romans, if you will. Go to Romans 6, if you've got your Bibles, and if you don't, you should bring them. I want to read a set of scriptures. Now, we're talking about faith. Now, how do I, by faith, quit sinning? Because you're not going to quit sinning. I mean, you're going to make mistakes, and you're going to sin occasionally, Let's call it what it is. But how do I get to where I don't think about robbing a bank? I mean, does, I, know, I won't ask. I mean, nobody drives by the bank and thinks, how can I get in there and get money? Because you don't give it that. Romans 6, let's start at verse 5. It's talking about what you've got. It says, it's talking about basically here, when you believe that Jesus died for your sins and you're forgiven, and then when, when you did believe that, then at the same time, you rose with him in the spirit realm in Christ. You are in Christ then. Now, this is what it's explaining. It says, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that the old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. You all realize that before you asked Jesus into your heart, before you believed he died for you, you sinned without even meaning to. You, it, was just, it was your lifestyle, whether you believed. You might have been a good guy or a good girl, but sin was there and going to always be there. Listen to what it says. For he who is dead has been freed from sin. Now, if we died, if we died with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, also dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives in God. Now, listen to this. It says, likewise... Likewise, we also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Right there's your secret. Likewise means in the same manner of what just was talked about in scriptures. Likewise means that because Christ died for sin and Christ rose for sin, so did you. 
Sin does not have authority over me anymore. Sin is not a part of the, the new me. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. I am not blatantly a sinner. It's gone. Well, how's it gone? Because I believe that Christ died for my sins, and he rose again, and I'm raised in this new realm. By faith, I believe this. None of you were around when Christ died. We have to, by faith, believe that he died for us. See, that's why wrong teaching in the church that tells you you have to do, you have to do, makes it, puts the responsibility of what took place on us. I cannot do that. There's nothing I can do to be good enough. He did it already. I'm already judged for my sins. The Bible plainly tells me that. Everything I did wrong in my life and everything I'll ever do wrong in my life has already been judged and God does not look at me as a sinner. That's grace. Some people can't grasp this, but that's what grace is. It doesn't give you a license to sin because if you're living for Christ, you don't want to sin. You will make mistakes and sin, fall into it, but I'm, we're, we're forgetting. I can't make it. You can't make it. And the people that think they can make it are the ones that's judging everybody else because they think they've made it. We make it because Christ did it for us. We make it because it's taken care of. But see, this is where faith comes in. It says reckon. This is what it says. It says, likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. Reckon means, reckon means count it so. It's a fact. Matter of fact, when you look this word up in the Greek, that's what it says. It's it is so. And it also is not a progressive word. You know, reckon to us sounds like, well, I reckon, I kind of think it, that's the way it is. That's not what this Greek word means. It literally means case closed. Matter of fact, in Philippians 4, 8, where it talks about things you should think on, at the very bottom where it says, in this manner, that is the same word. You don't do it if you want to. It's a fact. You have to think on these things. You have to think on the good and the lovely. You have to think on the best of people. You have to believe the word. Why? Because that's what builds faith. See, I know that my sins are forgiven. That's a fact. And when I know that, then it changed my whole lifestyle when I make mistakes. It changed my whole lifestyle when things go wrong and I, and I do things and I, I get drawn in. You know, think about anger. Think about resentment. Think about jealousy. Think about the lust that goes on in our heads. Think about all those things. Don't think about them, but, I mean, think about them. I mean, I don't know how to even say that, but you know what I'm talking about. When those come up in your heart, they're not sin unless you react to them. Jesus was tempted in every way, but he never sinned. Well, why? Because when that come up, he put the right thought in. You take every thought captive. It's what the word says in Corinthians. So how do I build my faith? How do I overcome my sins? How do I overcome these things that I shouldn't be thinking about? How do I, how do I, how do I, how do I? Every time you have something that's not, see, we're not, 
The Bible says that you're not supposed to operate in life by your feelings. Oh, feelings are a part of life, but the feelings that you're supposed to be thinking about are the good feelings. Let's say someone says something against you. You can feel it rise up when you haven't dealt with it enough. But the minute you feel it rise up, that is not you. You are saying, I haven't died. When you react in anger, when you react in jealousy, when you react in any, any of the, those areas that you shouldn't be, when you lust, when you look at a pretty girl and you think wrong thoughts, when you look at a pretty guy and you think wrong thoughts, those are wrong thoughts. What do you do with them? You go, no, that's not me anymore. You don't have to try to say, I can't think that way. I can't think that way. You're going to do these things. You just say, no, 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 that's not me. By faith, I've raised and I've resurrected with Christ. By faith, I've been forgiven and I'm going to walk in forgiveness. By faith, and the more you do it, the more you stay on the grace side, the less the law will get you. If you spend time in the law and you spend time thinking, oh, you know, that's the trouble. We're taught the old covenant. And then you're taught the new covenant. And this old covenant seems to stay in with us. It's, it's, it's just a picture of what's coming. Jesus came to take care. The old covenant basically says, you can't do it. And the new covenant says, it is done. You can't do it. It is done. I believe what he did for me by faith. So by faith, I'm going to get cleaned up a little bit at a time, more and more and more and more. Many of us are delivered from stuff instantly. A good example. Betty has just known that she learned, and I think Nona that's not here right now, known that when they said no to sugar, it was off. Well, I said no to sugar, and I've done pretty good until yesterday. We were overworking Renfro's house, putting a ramp up, and they had brownies. brownies. I never even give it a thought. I just grabbed it. Oh, whoo! Man, that's good. And then I grabbed another one. It didn't take very long. My body went, what did you do? Oh, I could, I could. Y'all know the feeling. Oh, oh, oh. And we had stuff we was doing. Oh, oh. I didn't say a word. I just went, okay, I'm sorry, Lord. Thank you that I'm forgiven for that. Because I know sugar's not good for me. But I've, I've told you guys for a million years sugar's not good for you. But I still do sugar. You say, well, is that going to send you to hell? No. But that's just an example of when you live a life, it's no different than... It, it, if you worked at the coal mines, if you worked at the prison, nowadays if you work anywhere, every other word's a cuss word. And if you live that, and then you get born again, and, and the Lord speaks to you when he does, and until he does, don't try to quit because you won't. And he says, you shouldn't talk that way. That's not a good witness. But then you get over here and you say, well, bleh, bleh, bleh. am I going to hell? No. By faith, I'm going to quit that. By faith, I'm going to quit doing sugar because it's the best thing for me. By faith, 
I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have thoughts that I shouldn't have. By faith, uh, you can fill in the blanks, but we can only do it by faith. Well, but, how, but how? By taking this and realizing that it's the answer. Think about, you know, in, in Exodus, in Exodus when all the Israelites left and then got walked up to the Red Sea, then they looked and they seen Pharaoh and all his group coming. Fear struck over them, it says. And what did the Lord tell Moses to tell them? Trust me. Trust me. Trust me, I'm going to take care of you. And he said, just hold that rod out over that water and I'll take care of it. Well, he blew and blew and blew. God did. And the Bible says that the, the rivers parted. And actually, if you, if you look it up in the Greek, it literally said that the, the water froze. It'd take all night. You know, God keeps things in the natural. He can do supernatural. And it's supernatural that he did what he did. But think about it. Okay, now, now picture this. They crossed over to the other side. What happened? The other army said, Ha! Well, let me read to you in Exodus 14.30. It says, it says, Israel saw the Egyptian dead on the seashore. Your sin, your sin nature is just like this. They were alive and they seen the death. It was across the river, across the Dead Sea. In Hebrews, Hebrews 11, 29, listen to this. It says, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea. How'd they get through the Red Sea? By faith. They seen, but they knew it was a fact. If God said, if God can part this water and told Moses, don't worry about it, then I can make it by faith. But look what happens when it goes on. It says, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. And then it says, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. The word attempting there is to try it. Literally, they didn't have faith. They just tried it. It was an experiment. They, let's see, can we make it? Can you imagine what they were thinking when this, I always go back to the first movie. The water roaring beside them and they were walking down through and they were looking and you can all see the picture. But they didn't trust what was going on. They didn't have faith. See, faith is total trust. Will he take care of you? Yes. Now, I, somewhat preaching this because you all know my wife's been gone for a year and a half, year and seven months. Uh, I'm still like, this is not the way I want to live. I don't like being by myself, me and this stupid dog. Now, he's a stupid dog to me. I love my dog, but he's a stupid dog. I can't talk. He doesn't talk back. When I have something I want to say, I don't have anybody to tell it to. But I know God's, go I, I know God, I know my God. I know my situation. He knows my situation. I trust in him by faith. I'm walking day by day. Same in your life. 
you fall into sin. You catch yourself thinking wrong thoughts. You, you cut somebody down. You gossip. We could go on and on with those things that you shouldn't be doing. Oh, man. No, don't go there. Don't go there. Lift your head up. He's after, so good we've been watching The Chosen. And when, when Mary Magdalene fell back into her sin nature and came back, Jesus said, she said, I can't do it. I can't do it. Looking down at the ground, I can't do it. And he said, look up at me. And she looked up and he said, I know you can't. But I can. All I need is your heart. See, that's all he wants is your heart. He just wants your heart. And when he gets your heart, then he'll take care of the rest. You just come to that place in your life where you say, okay, Lord, I'm trusting in you. My situation, my circumstance, my, my sin that I fell into, my wrong thoughts, that's not me anymore. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Thank you that that that's in me is going to flow through me. Thank you that I'm going to have the right words. Thank you, I'm gonna, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It kind of goes with thanksgiving, folks. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to take care of this. Allow the joy of the Lord to take over in your heart. See, you can have joy when you know you're forgiven. You can have joy when you know it's going to be okay. I've got joy in my life because I know that someday God's going to either bring me to the place where I'm totally content where I'm at or I'm going to have somebody to be a partner in my house with me. Either one's okay with me. But see, you've got to get to that place of being either one's okay. It's, it, you all know I, I was terrified as a young child thinking I would have to go to Nairobi. Missionary come by the little church where I went and, and it was missionary from Nairobi and I thought, my gosh, I don't want to go to Nairobi. I didn't even know where Nairobi was. But see, you've got to get in a place in your life where it doesn't matter what tomorrow holds. The Renfros, they've been a hundred plus days, their dad being in, their father, husband, father being in the hospital. But by faith, Robin and the kids have chose to just go one day at a time and trust God. That's faith. But I made a mistake over here. It's covered. You don't want to do it, do you? No. You won't then eventually. Quit looking at it. Look at the answer. And the answer is right in here. You don't even have to look up, folks. The answer is right here. You don't have to get in a special place because he's right here. Emmanuel, God in us. He's right here. He's with us. See, there's a joy. Guys, come on up. Let's close out. There's a joy. See, attempting is not what I'm wanting to do. I don't want to attempt to be a Christian. I can't. I want to be a Christian by faith. I want to allow God to to take the old. He says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I've got to take these thoughts and I've got to go, no, that's not me. Well, you shouldn't have said that to them. I know. And I'll, I'm going to go apologize. That's not me. That's not me. That's not, that's not really me. The real me is Christ in me. The hope of glory is what the Bible says. We've got to come to that place of going, okay, by faith, I'm stepping out. That's why, that, that's why this, this, this cotton-picking pandemic, they call it, man-made pandemic, has pulled so many people down because they're terrified. Take your precautions, that's all cool. But you gotta live by faith. Get in your car and drive. You are taking a 
especially crossing the Chester Bridge. I mean, it takes faith to cross that thing. Don't stop. Every car you meet is only a few inches away from hitting you head on. Everything you take, if you eat now, a chance it's going to keep. I mean, do you want to live that way? Yes. The enemy is making us live that way, but I'm not going that way. I'm living one day at a time. I'm stepping in. I'm, I'm not foolish. I'm not going to jump off here with my bad knees. But I'm going to know that in time, God's going to fix my bad knees. However he wants to fix it. Right now, it looks like a surgeon's going to fix it. But God's still in all of that. See, we, we get bound to this nonsense of law. Just enjoy life. You'll have a better day. We can trust God because there's joy in all that he does. It's a guarantee. Let's close out. Let's stand. When Jesus shows up on the scene, there is joy. Amen. No room for fear.
for the evidence of things not yet seen. Trust in God and all His Word. Trust in God and what He's doing in your life. And watch Him. Don't, you don't have to fight this. Just enjoy your day. Think on these things, it says. Think on the, the lovely things. Think on the good things. Think on the Word. Think on the positive things. Think on forgiveness. Think on the things that He's done for us. And the thing is, folks, it's done now. You don't have to work to get it. It's already finished and accomplished. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Father, that by faith, we believe that you died by faith. We died with you. Our old self is gone. But, Father, we're new creatures now in Christ. And that that really is us, help it to be the thing that shines and touches hearts and touches lives and helps people. We give you all the praise today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Call you blessed. You're dismissed. If you need prayer for anything, we'll be up front.